ho, ho, and welcome back to New World Next Year 2023. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato for MediaMonarchy.com. Ho, 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 indeed. It feels kind of strange. It is a strange time. So we've been doing this for a while. James, you and I had to talk about this just a little bit. This is your special New World Next Year episode, the only episode of the year where we don't know what the other one's going to talk about. We basically make trend predictions for the coming year and talk about our story of this past year. So I had to go look at my notes. Corbett, you went first last year, so I'm going to go first this year. Media Monarchy's trend prediction for 2022 was vaccinants will happen. Nailed it. So I said, last year, do hospitals need a $100 billion bailout to get through coronavirus pandemic? So last night, a search of the lamestream news for hospitals bankrupt. Bankrupt pipeline healthcare sells to Chicago hospitals. California hospital weighing bankruptcy. Digital pharmacy startup files for bankruptcy. Lake City Community Hospital closing. Hundreds of jobs. And of course, the other part of my trend prediction from last year, vaccinants will happen. Compilation of athletes, reporters, and patients collapsing, passing out, and fainting. And I don't think I need to tell you again about all the videos of that happening. And now, Media Monarchy's 2022 story, they think they're getting amnesty after this? Again, I, I friggin' told you. James, I don't know if I've shared this with you, and I don't even have, a, have this in my notes. Someone made a meme of you and I when we were hanging out in Japan. I believe we were at the Irish pub. They've cropped Kodomo-san band members out, but it's you and I right next to each other, and it says, if I told you so was a person. I told you they'd try... Again, James, I'm not trying to convince you. But I said, I told you, they'd try and act like nothing happened. A friend told me today, my office literally had their end-of-year lunch in the same place as last year where I couldn't go because it was Vax Pass only, no mention at all as if it didn't happen. Let's declare a pandemic amnesty. Of course, the instantly infamous article from The Atlantic this year. Hey, sorry I tried to kill you and your family. We can still be friends though, right? Sorry I treated you like ish and took your job away. That's just water under the bridge, right? Sorry I tried to fire you and wouldn't let you go to bars and restaurants and churches or concerts, but you've got a short memory, right? I don't. I don't have a short memory and I, for better or worse can wield a grudge like a cudgel. James have joked that if I, time and space were no issue, I would I would go to carrot funerals like I'm Fred Phelps. God hates jabs. This is all your fault. So why, for maybe a million reasons, am I not super into amnesty? It's maybe maybe because of this email from a former friend on my birthday. Quote: Hey, Effer, here's a little article about how you and the idiots you associate with—that's you, James are destroying the world just because you're too stupid to understand how anything works. I hope you and your dumb wife are having a miserable time wherever you are. Gives me a link to a paywall New York Times opinion piece, of course, about how Alex Jones is bad. Alex Jones and the wellness conspiracy industrial complex. I had to go to archive to go <laughs> see the article. That's where they still are, and that's and that's where they think we are? That's what they think we do? I mean... Could kind of joke most of these cooks could probably use a little bit of super male vitality. They're still on Instagram today griping. This time it's personal. That they need to get out of this poop hole. Hey buddy, you you made Portland that way. See, there's 
always trying to get out of the consequences of their actions. It's gross. Uh, it gets personal things. Again, the shots didn't just break people down physically. I think there's been a, a, a moral breakdown, and that's not even on any kind of Jesus soapbox. I think bending a knee over too long a time will probably diminish people, and they're either broken like that, or maybe the worst thing is they're going to double down on this insanity. I've obviously, as people have seen, I've got a lot of anger issues to deal with over these last couple of years, but I'm going to try in 2023, like the band Ride said, to leave them all behind. James, I often joke now more and more, maybe I should microdose for my morning show. <laughs> that might cheer me up a little, James. That's my 2022 in a crazed nutshell. I, oh, yeah, absolutely. And let me back you up on that. I remember when you were saying this and talking about it, they're going to act like nothing happened. They're going to try to go back to normal. And and I remember agreeing with you and seeing people even in our own comments saying, oh, what are you talking about? That's not going to happen. No, that is exactly what they are attempting to do. And the arrow through the brain moment for me in that regard this year was that Saturday Night Live sketch where they were you know, being uncomfortable, trying to talk around the the whole vaccine issue and stuff, and you can't say this, but let's let's just try to ignore it. That was the moment where I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is now the acceptable liberal opinion of good thinking Democrats or whatever is that we just don't talk about any of those issues and pretend that it never happened, and that's exactly exactly what they did this year. And, oh yeah. my gosh, Ukraine. Let's all, let's yep. completely exactly. forgot about what we've done the last two years. Here's the thing to, to, to refocus on. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. And, and let me bring another aspect into this because some people will ah. say, you know, we have to forgiveness and all of that. And, but, but no, this isn't even about forgiveness. This isn't people coming back after they have wronged you being sincerely contrite and sorry. I can't believe this happened and let's make sure this doesn't happen again. That's the, point at which you talk about forgiveness. But no, when people just say, let's never talk about it, let's not mention it, let's just go on. No, no, love in this case means not allowing people to do that because it, we know where this goes and we know what will happen next time this happens. The exact same thing will play out with these exact same people and now you know who they are. So it is, uh, I think, incumbent on all of us to to draw those lines and say, no, if you, if you sincerely are sorry about what you did, then maybe there's forgiveness on the table. But if you're just going to pretend it didn't happen, nope, absolutely not. And, and again, that, I guess, is the big difference for me between what we all did and didn't do after 9-11. And I think with those, it was a lot maybe more personal decisions. Sure, some people are like, I'm going to go join the military and go get them people which of course caused real damage. I think a lot of it was maybe internalized. The biggest difference for me with the, with the pandemic was I was fine to let you believe in this or not believe in that, but now you're trying to force it on the rest of us. I kind of maybe draw the line there, as you say. So James, let me tee you up in case you don't have your notes in front of you. Corbett Report's trend prediction for 2022 was the year of the cyber attack. No, no, but no? actually, well, yes, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> I, in, in, I think for the first time ever, I actually went back and prepared by watching last year's episode in preparation for this episode. So, yes, I do recall, I did say, the year of the cyber attack, cyber 9-11, internet 2. And in my defense, I did also say I am making this specific prediction 
so that it won't come true, because when you make a very specific uh, prediction, it generally won't come true. Anyway, I'm glad to say that the cyber attack, the cyber pandemic, did not happen this year. And I was talking about this recently on Revelations Radio News, uh, episode 300. They had me on, and they were talking about that prediction for 2022 and my assessment of whether or not it came true. And there are things that you could point to from this year of cyber events that happened. I think there was some Facebook shenanigans and things that happened throughout the year. But that's not what I was predicting. I was pre- I, the prediction was about cyber nine eleven, not like a well. Did, did that qualify? Maybe that was the event. No, no, no. That whatever cyber nine eleven is did not happen this year. Trust me, you won't have to ask. Is this cyber nine eleven? When cyber nine eleven happens, so thankfully, yes, that prediction did not come true. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't mean that the internet's all fine and dandy and censorship is gone <laughs> and all of that. But yes, this is the uh, the problem of picking story of the year. Um, looking back at the craziness of the past 12 months and any one of these stories could, could be in retrospect a few years from now, people will go, well, of course, that was the story of the year. Why didn't you see it? Um, I mean, for example, Ukraine, who knows what could happen next year, and World War III eventuates, and everyone will say, why didn't you get that as your story of the year for 2022? Or it could be the India-China border squabble that's happening right now could eventuate into something. Who knows? Nuclear, whatever. Who knows how it'll go? Maybe Darth Vader riding a tricycle on a sunny day. People will look back years from now and go, that was when Skynet started. Why don't you guys, why didn't you see it? So, you know, it's a bit of an arbitrary decision to pick story of the year. But for me, as a Canadian, I think you know what I'm going to pick as the story of the year. The Freedom Convoy of early 2022. It was a story that had everything. It was the new hope of the Rebel Alliance against the Galactic Empire, and then the Empire strikes back, but will the Jedi return before a Disney cash grab sequel trilogy makes everyone sick of the whole story? Okay, I went too far with that analogy, but you get the idea. This was incredibly moment, monumentally important stuff going on, and I, I, again, detached from it from by 10, 11 months now, it's hard to remember that just the depths of despair that people were in, in that, as you called it on last year's New World Next Year, the long, dark winter of the soul, that was what we were going through a year ago in the depths of the scandemic, the absolute nadir, I think, of that whole time. And it affected a lot of people, very personally, including Corbett Report member Arby, who ended up taking his own life in January of 2022, just literally just weeks before this Freedom Convoy started to roll through Canada. He was in Canada, facing the prospect of homelessness because he was not complying with mandates, losing income, uh, and ended up taking his own life. That was, and certainly, certainly not the only person doing that at that time. It was an absolutely excruciating time of despair for so many people. And then the Freedom Convoy developed like a miracle, and people were energized, and people were coming out in mass to cheer on this convoy streaming across Canada. Yes, mandate freedom. Yes, it was on everyone's lips. An incredibly exciting, energizing time. I was hearing it from so many people back in Canada. This is incredible. It's, you know, t- tiny towns. You'd get thousands of people coming on to coming out to cheer these truckers on. It was an incredible, thrilling time. So, of course, 
they crack down on that in the most draconian way possible. In fact, just two days after I released my States of Emergency podcast about the rule by emergency is becoming the norm, um, a podcast that, interestingly, I'd had in the back of my mind for months and months and was, for whatever reason, compelled to put out that week. And then two days later, they declare the state of emergency. They invoke the Emergencies Act to deal with this problem. And that, of course, brings in the Mounties to start trampling uh, old ladies and uh, various police officers with their batons, breaking the ribs of Dan Dix and others, um, trying to clear people out. And then, of course the whole give-send-gone fiasco of the GoFundMe steal, and then the give-send-gone hack, and then, of course, freezing, literally freezing people's bank accounts. I cannot state how important that is as a defining moment. It's the uncorking of the bottle on everything that is the cashless society future nightmare. And at the very least, I'm glad that they have shown 100%. There's no mask anymore. They have taken the mask off. This is the future that we are goose-stepping into, uh, where everything will depend on whether or not the government allows something to take place. You're marching for Black Lives Matter, you're taking the knee, whatever, yay, you want to drape your rainbow flag on Terry Fox statue, awesome, great, 100%. The Prime Minister will, will take the knee with you, but... Oh my God, you protest against something we don't like. You you want mandate freedom. Uh-oh, you are a threat to national security and we are going to crack down on you as hard as we can. Again, I just, I cannot stress how important this story is. It contains both sides of the scandemic, but even beyond that, looking into the cashless society future. That is why I just released my hour and a half deep dive into the Freedom Convoy Commission that just wrapped up its proceedings there in Canada just the other week. Um, it's at corporatereport.com slash freedomconvoy if people haven't checked it out yet. It's why I will be continuing to follow this up when that report from that commission is tabled early next year. I will definitely be looking into that. I'll be continuing to follow this story, but perhaps more to the point, continuing to follow the threads of what this means about the future of the Western liberal democracies and whatever order people thought that they were living in. Well, it's 2022 going into 2023, and I think the mask has come off. Absolutely. Those are our stories of 2022. Now we get into the prestidigitation. It's easy for me to say. Getting to our predictions for the next year. Now, these aren't generally things that say, I think this exact minutiae event will take place, which would be good to try and pull off. But these are more, again, we've, we've called them sort of trend predictions. So, again, you went first last year. I will go first this year. Media Monarchy's trend predictions for 2023. I've got, of course, a few honorable mentions here at the front with... Thanks to my Media Monarchy members. Here, here's a wild prediction. The state and their media will swing around wildly and start to turn on the degenerate mob that they've stoked into action. I've been saying and kind of wondering. There hasn't been, a bit, at least here in the States, there hasn't been a big politician get attacked like a Steve Scalise or a Gabby Giffords. I'm surprised there haven't been a much a much bigger kind of event, but that's also, of course, how you kind of know terrorism isn't really real, because it rarely ever hits them. It always just hits us poor people. 
kitty terrorists on kitty government pay haven't yeah, been unleashed for a while. James, there was a weird thing in Portland very recently because you're talking about making it okay to burn down buildings at certain times. The cops raided a magic mushroom place illegally selling magic mushrooms even though they just voted to legalize it. That only legalizes it for personal use. It doesn't say there could ever be stores. So the cops are using their time to go bust a store for people who probably could get mushrooms other ways if they wanted to. That's bad and must be stopped. Burning down half your city and ruining one of the great cities of America. No, that's, that's, that's cool. Uh, other possible prediction honorable mentions. Blood clot Brandon maybe could be a great exit strategy for the clot shot shells. A final way to go, oh my gosh, we really made a mistake there. And maybe, maybe King Chuck. Maybe Brandon and King Chuck don't have a ton of time left. So James, you, you confirmed for me because you apparently did more research on last year than I did. See, it's because the time change. The stupid time change gives me an hour less prep time here. <laughs> so I, I, I called it on last year's because I said when Queen Elizard Beast kicks the bucket. Okay, so I called the collapsing everybody's and the collapsing Queen Elizabeth. That's, that's pretty good. That's two. When Queen Elizabeth Beast kicks the bucket, next phase of the operation will kick in big time. Zion King William's reign will bring together the UK and the US. Half-brother Harry and cousin Meghan will get their cuties flicks assist. Uh, Nashville might get completely destroyed by floods. So those are some, some willy-nilly thoughts. But that last note would be great news, of course, for the current thing lockdowners when their thing doesn't work again they'll blame it on us again gmos are gonna feed the world any minute now maga jabs are gonna stop the coof oh wait it made everything worse and they have to invent new words and phrases to cover for their failure uk and western europe in the middle of a wind drought the dumps are filled literally and figuratively with their detritus of their failure. Wind turbines, Tesla batteries, and don't forget that symbol of utter slavery, the disposable mask littering a street and dump near you. Blackouts will trigger people's revolt against eco-tyranny. Because I can, I can share an op-ed too. This from The Telegraph. Politicians everywhere are overreaching, having drawn an incorrect lesson from COVID, namely that we'll be willing to give up on our jobs, prosperity, and freedoms in the name of a climate emergency. The public might wear this once because of Ukraine, but it won't tolerate intermittent energy becoming the norm. The elites nudge and compel the masses to do what is good for them, safe in the knowledge that the powerful will retain their privileges, their exclusive zeal traffic lanes, their private jets. It won't wash. The politicians have a choice. Make greenery consumer-friendly, harnessing tech to preserve the public's quality of life, or face a calamitous democratic uprising. What did we just talk about last week? The 15-minute cities thing and how maybe normalizing that is cancerous. Back in June, we covered, and now, climate lockdowns. Climate lockdowns and your daily social credit score and maybe just as a regular part of your daily life. Maybe it'll launch here in just a few weeks as a superb owl commercial that everybody watches. If you want to drive, make sure you have enough credits. James, they just punted again on the real ID 
saying it doesn't have to be implemented everywhere until 2025. I think that will slowly basically be morphed into the COOF climate passport. Make sure to scan that QR code. The orchestrated food crisis as well. Scrolling back through New World Next Week episodes through 2022. I didn't, I did, like I said, I didn't get to watch any of them. Just checking out some of the stories and images and impressions. Remember all the food fires throughout the beginning of this year as well. The orchestrated food crisis, I think, will tie into all of it because I think it's all connected. And at least here in the States, it's not in 2023. It's not a selection year. That means they are untethered. They are now unbound by pesky public opinion. Your Alexa friend voted to use Democrat Patriot missiles to protect actual Nazis. Pride flags on drone bombs. So too long didn't read. They're going to keep turning the sustainable screws and hope that bad people get mad so they can make an example of you and the idiots you associate with. James? Yeah, uh, this is something that, again, we have talked about a number of times. Uh, what's your little quip? World War Three, Civil War Two, DEFCON 1? I guess yep. I guess we have to change that in the Kanye era to what... Um, Deathcon Death 3, right? Deathcon 3, I think. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, unfortunately, right. And uh, in fact, that I think that ties in with your uh, your earlier 2022 uh, story of the year, which is to say the, the breakdown in, in morals that have happened over the course of the scandemic. I think there is, I mean, look, it wasn't peachy keen before, but however... However much civil decorum had deteriorated by 2020, imagine how much worse it is now. Imagine how much worse it will be when they start really turning the screws and causing the energy crisis and the food shortages and everything else. It's not going to be pretty. It is not going to be pretty. I haven't, haven't made the analogy maybe here or maybe not recently. It really seems like Trump was the sort of, I don't know, the rope-a-dope. That's the term. Muhammad Ali was good at using rope-a-dope. Making your enemy tire themselves out so you can knock them out with one punch. I think Trump was kind of the first plane hitting the tower and getting everybody's attention and getting all rope-a-doped. And then the pandemic was the second the second plane, that knockout punch. And it's been completely balls-to-the-wall bonkers basically ever since then, James. Yeah, well... You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I um, I hope your prediction is wrong, but I don't see how it will be. Anyway, <laughs> hmm. All right. What do you got? Well, <laughs> and now a happy prediction. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> All right. So uh, it occurs to me there are probably more than three, but at least three types of predictions. There are the aspirational predictions, like my prediction for 2021, the people's reset, people coming, striking back, taking power, that kind of thing. Predicting it because I, that's what I want to happen, not necessarily what I think is going to happen. Uh, the type of prediction I did last year with the, I'm going to predict the cyber 9-11 event is going to happen this year so that it won't happen. A very, very specific prediction of a very specific thing. This prediction I'm making this year is something different. It is... Uh, not even a prediction so much as uh, this thing that is already happening will continue to happen. <laughs> so it's kind of one of those predictions. Um, but on that note, I was thinking to myself about all of the various parts of this transhuman, bio-digital convergence, fourth industrial, climate, biosecurity, social credit, grid, 
nightmare that we are goose-stepping into, and sort of which aspect of that am I going to boldly predict is going to continue into the year 2023? And I thought to myself, the global vaccine passport? Yeah, that's probably coming, but but the pandemic treaty is not set to be signed till 2024. Uh, CBDC, that's definitely coming, but I think that's more of a 2025 thing. Uh, no, it's the digital ID cometh. I think the digital ID is the nexus point for everything, all of the different aspects of this agenda, and they all tie in at this point. Once they can get our our identity tied in with our digital presence in that fundamental way that is mandated by law, seems like game over at that point. Um, what else do they really need to do? And again, I am not going out on a limb with this prediction because even just in the past few months. Can you can you even count how many stories have been swirling around this very topic? Uh, MasterCard just outlined its digital ID push. Australia considers centralizing digital ID. Brazil continues rollout of digital versions of national ID card. EU planning digital ID wallet by 2024, regardless of challenges. New Zealand's quarantine program utilizes digital ID wallets. Scotland's government is rolling out a digital ID platform that will be connected to Social Security, NHS Health Services, and Experian Credit, whatever that is. Stores in Denmark call for digital ID age verification. And as I was putting this list together, literally within the last 24 hours, a new one to add to the list. Indian citizens that don't link account numbers to digital ID will soon face financial blacklisting, noting that India's Income Tax Administration has warned citizens that they should link their permanent account numbers to their Adhar bi biometric identification numbers before April 1st, 2023, or risk their PAN becoming non-operational. In India, PAN is required to perform multiple financial activities like creating bank accounts, depositing money, trading stocks, and buying or selling real estate. Indians can link their PAN to Adhar on the tax department's website after paying 1,000 rupees. Yay. Again, this is not a bold prediction. This is just saying this trend is going to continue and is going to come, become steeper, as evidenced, for example, by that April 1st, 2023 deadline for linking the PAN to the Adhar system. That's just one example. In fact, Looking at these examples I've cited, I just noted, hey, I didn't even talk about the Japanese example. The My Number card is now going to be more and more in, um, a part, part of people's fundamental existence here in Japan. Again, regardless of whatever country, whatever state, whatever place you are in right now, I guarantee there is some sort of digital ID push near you. And uh, again, for people who haven't quite connected these dots or don't quite understand the significance of it, I will send them back to my uh, podcast episode from earlier this year on the digital ID grid. Um, I, I was just re-watching that in preparation for this episode, and there is so much information in there, again, that points, all pointing to this this golden golden ring that they're, they're trying to grasp onto. This is it. This is the ring of power, and this is how they're going to get you in the into the transhuman fourth industrial nightmare is through the digital ID. Now, having said all of that, I guess not the good news, but at least the thing that we can do with that information, knowing that this is coming, is to essentially say no. Say no at every 
possible way in every possible opportunity because and knowing that the moment where we start accepting these digital IDs is the moment that we are fully enslaved. And this isn't just a pipe dream. This isn't just a thing. Uh, I've talked about my own experience here in Japan, even in the past few months of trying to get a new uh, ATM card. And suddenly it's like, well, just download the app and you can order it through the app. No, I am not downloading an app in order to get a new card. Just order me a new card. And when you're a butthead about it, they'll go, oh, okay, and huff and puff, and then they'll fill out the paperwork and do whatever. Um, at least that option still exists for now. But if enough people just go, oh, okay, I just download the app, okay. If enough people comply, then eventually they'll say, that's the only way. And there's only a few weird holdouts who, who try to insist on some other way. We're just going to get rid of the old-fashioned way of doing things. So we, we really need to start putting our foot down. It's not a futile effort completely. I will note just... Um, as you as you noted, alluded to there, um, the Tenth Amendment Center just had this up just a, a week or two ago. Nullification works. Real ID compliance deadline extended yet again. Talking about this real ID for what was it, two thousand five? That deadline has been extended and extended and extended. Now it's what two thousand twenty five. It keeps getting extended because people keep saying no. And they better keep saying no. And you better believe this is a war of attrition. And they're just going to wait until you finally say, oh, okay. And then they win. So um, I think this is an incredibly important story. And I will once again really exhort people to go back to that digital ID episode I did earlier this year. There's a ton of information in there. Some of that success is that the U.S. is a giant place. This could speak to the, the disunity of all these different states with all these different incompatible laws. That's been one of the big reasons, because again, the feds love to put out these mandates that, you know, poor ass states like New Mexico and West Virginia are like, what? We're, we don't have any of that ability to implement that stuff. Unfortunately, I was in Oregon, who loves to jump on the bandwagon, and they were real ID compliant a decade ago, and my ID is, I believe, still still valid. Um, can I have a paper menu, please? It can be as simple as that. No, I don't want to scan your stupid QR code member. I don't number. I don't have a. I didn't bring a slave phone with me. Bring me a paper menu, or I'm gonna leave. And you can leave. It's very simple that way, all the way up the chain to what re, you're going to try and lock us out of realist. You're going all the things in the world that, of course, they act like make it all go around. No real estate, no stocks, no banking, no healthcare. Just lock, you know, locked out of the gates, which might be good on some level. It's kind of like those books all those connected insiders wrote about in the future. Yeah, you can go live out in the badlands if you don't want to be part of the Google Village. James, do you know what the name of the children's biometrics thing in India is called for fans of the esoteric? Cushy baby? It's Bale Adhar, oh. I believe. Oh, okay. Did not know that. Interesting. <laughs> there, it's. I was reading it on my morning show. There it is, B-A-A-L. That's the biometrics program for children in India that, again, they're forcing them onto. And it was a similar story, I think, to what you were describing. Hey, time's running out. If you don't get on this new thing, we're shutting you out. Hey, be glad you still have power, I guess. Just sacrifice your children to ball. What could go wrong? <laughs> they should do like an ad campaign where there's weird luggage and, and stuff. 
as I've said a thousand times before, it is a very rich tapestry. We have NewWorldNextWeek.com that a decade ago was just, it had the playlist of the videos we would upload. We've long since been kicked off of YouTube, so we turned that playlist into a store that has physical copies of DVDs and data from both of our kingdoms that are a lot harder to knock off of the web. NewWorldNextWeek.com, we have that brand new False Flags, the secret history of <laughs> and uh, we're still working on the store behind the scenes because again, it's we're, we're running it. That's the first time we've ever run a store. We accidentally broke PayPal a couple of days ago, and it's not available currently as an option. And you know how many people have complained? None. Nobody said anything about it yet. You actually, James, I you didn't even know yet because people haven't said, "Why can't I use PayPal?" Because people hate PayPal now. What New World Order stooge was responsible for helping set up PayPal? Well, James, that is, is actually. <laughs> that's New World Next Year 2023. Exactly. And again, this Let's is where... Let's the atmosphere a little bit after all oh, that. Please. And, uh, and I should reveal the Christmas sweater now. It is, again, not just a Christmas sweater. It is Liberty or Death, which is... Nice. Ho, ho, ho. Um, LibertyManiacs.com if people are interested. <laughs> All right. Uh, as usual, I just want to end this with a sincere, heartfelt thank you, James, for being here with me week after week. It is not fun work. Um, it is sometimes downright depressing work. But at any I was rate, not. I was not excited about about this one. I was like, "Hey, I get to tape my my least favorite neural next year episode." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hear you. It is not. I mean. Well, we got we to gotta report what it is and then try to make it uh, something better. Anyway, uh, I thank you very much for the work that you're doing and being there week after week. I thank everyone out there in the audience who's along for this ride and who is supporting this work and making it possible. And thank you, of course, to Brock West, who, as usual, week after week, he's also chipping in his story ideas and um, and making it look as, as good as it does. So thank you, Brock, for all that. Thank you, everyone out there. I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year with your friends and family. And hey, at the very least, now we know who your friends and family really are, right? So <laughs> be grateful for small blessings. A huge thanks to to Cassie as well. That's who's really running the New World Next Week store. So a huge thanks to Cassie. And yeah, James, uh, this is the 13th year in December, I get to say to you, man, it is a pleasure to be able to, to work with you, hang out with you, talk about Billy Corgan interviews before <laughs> we start to roll camera. It is, it's a pleasure and a privilege, and I don't take it for granted. I love you and appreciate you. Thanks, buddy. Absolutely. Take right care. back at you. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. Yep. And uh, we'll be back in the New Year. Um, I have a, a thing or two dropping before then, but not much. Anyway, I'll explain that later. Okay. Thank you, James. All right, buddy. Cheers. Take care. Take care.